Hello, and welcome to episode 91 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Stuart Butler, and I'm joined today with Melissa Kavanaugh. Howdy go! <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hanky. <laughs> and Philip Fariska. Hey, everybody. And the genius behind this episode, Jeremy Razuka. What's up, y'all? Razuka, Razuka. Yeah, get it straight. Get it straight. All right. Well, today, we're going to be talking about Google My Business. Not my personal business, but your business, which is called Google My Business. It is one of these free things out there on the interwebs that you're allowed to use, and uh, we encourage you to do so, but a lot of people don't take full advantage of it. So we have Melissa's magic number eight, eight different ways that you personally can go optimize your Google My Business account right now. That makes me so happy. Right now. This very minute, if you're not watching, like me, uh, the Brazil-Belgium game, which is on as we speak on my phone. So, if I, fair warning, if I get distracted during the show, if, if you ask me a question and I don't respond, it's because something interesting is happening on the, on the old phone here. That's more interesting than Google My Business. Come on. It's just I'll a tab. Yeah. The World Cup's kind of interesting when you actually have a, a team that's in it. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. British. Actually yeah. beat a District you, of Columbia. <laughs> we, we could uh, we could have this conversation tomorrow, and I might not be quite so cocky because we play Sweden in the morning, and we'll see how that goes. If we lose, I'm going into a 30 days of mourning, so you're not going to see me for the next few weeks. Oh and almost, no! Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, someone's going to figure out the soundboard and how to edit. And, yeah, post. All right. So before we get into that. Let's see what's going on in the newsrooms. <laughs> I've got a newsroom today. Awesome. This comes from Search Engine Roundtable, and it's that the following has taken place. Google is testing hotel search filters using highlight icons. This is a very short article, but um, basically... We are now, some people are seeing, I haven't seen this, maybe you guys have seen it out in the wild, I haven't seen it myself, but Google is now using in Google Hotel ads these little icons in lieu of filters to maybe help the user make some choices in terms of choosing a hotel. And some of those icons are things like top choices, guest favorites, or budget options to help filter versus so I, I actual filters. Is it, is it like a legend that has each of each of the icons listed maybe? It, it's sort of. It, it yeah, it stands got, out. It's pretty prominent. Oh, oh, I see. I see what you're talking about now. Okay, yeah. Cool. So, and as far as I can tell, it, it's instead of the filters. So I'm a little... I don't know, wishy-washy well, about. I think it's a test, right? Yeah. Ultimately, Google's doing everything they can to get more eyeballs on the Google Hotel ad piece of the SERP. So they're going to continue to do do stuff like this. And and honestly, they're probably ten years behind the OTAs at this sure. point in terms of the user interface, right? So they're they're taking a a page out of Booking.com's book and trying to figure out what people are looking for and what's going to you know persuade them to to make a certain decision and they're trying to get people into that search funnel in right. Google hotel ads and this is a great way to do it so for those people who are visually stimulated by icons it probably is a big push versus having to use little filters yeah we'll i think it's more eye drawing yeah 
it definitely draws attention to, to that piece of the, the result. So, I, you know, if, if you don't think Google's doing everything they can to make Google Hotel ads the main focus on hotel results pages, then you're crazy because we're seeing volume begin to increase. It's always had ROI. It's always done well from an ROI standpoint. If it's managed well and you're doing, you know, bid multipliers and things at certain times and trusting Google to know when, when to ramp up the, the bid and stuff like that. But now it's beginning to show volume. Still, still not to the level of like TripAdvisor, uh, you know, TripConnect, but it's, it's definitely increasing. I think people are becoming more comfortable with it as well. Like like, like they took with uh, flights, it kind of took a little while for Google Flights to take off. I imagine it'll be, you know, a year or two, and then we're going to see a ton more people booking on Google Hotel ads. Indeedy, for sure. I, th- I think we'll see many, many more newsies in the future where it's, hey, Google did this with Google Hotel ads, and Google did this, and, you know, it's going to change a lot in the next 12 months. Because they're Google. This is a Google episode, man. We're going to be Googling. Yeah, even the second really? right. newsaroo is about Google. Mm-hmm. So Google's changing AdWords, the name of AdWords, to Google Ads. They're also changing DoubleClick and whatever, but none of you use that, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> publishing, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, Google's changing AdWords to Google Ads. Um, and essentially, it's just because they're not AdWords anymore. There's many different forms of advertising on Google. So they just felt that it was time for a name change. Apparently it has nothing to do with the AdWords interface change. It's literally just a name change to get away from AdWords. So it's a rebranding, a more comprehensive approach to advertising, both both the publisher and, you know, and the, and the the other side. So yeah, it, I don't know that it really makes a difference in your daily life other than the (laughs) URL you'll go, the old URL will still work. There's a new URL and New branding, new logos, things like that. Um, but I, I think it is indicative of a shift internally with Google, how they're looking at ads. And Google has a tendency to restructure their internal departments a lot. We see that on the agency side, how, I mean, over the last 10 or so years that we've really been working closely with Google, it's, um, you know, it seems like twice a year they reshuffle. You know, are we in, do we have a rep who's ad AdWords specific or are they, agency specific or are they travel specific you know they're always kind of rejiggering this stuff so i think this is partly goes in line with with that too and you know, we've been talking a long t- for a long time about google hotel ads and adwords and how ultimately they're probably gonna cross over in some form or fashion i think this is laying the groundwork for that kind of thing as well oh, i totally agree i think that they're gonna absorb google hotel ads eventually hopefully sooner than later <laughs> yeah the interface has gotten better, but it's... Oh, well, sure, but I I think AdWords is a better interface. I think that yeah. it could be integrated. I think flights could be integrated. I think that they could pull all of their advertising into Google Ads. Yeah, and maybe that's what they're doing now that it's rebranded to Google Ads. You know, it doesn't make sense to have Google Hotel Ads if you've got Google Ads. Right. It should be Google Ads True. for hotels, I guess. Quit confusing us. Yeah, Google. But some people, I've seen some people out there on the internet just whining and complaining about just because it's changed it's you know, people don't so like to change to complain yeah oh goodness yeah or, or maybe google's going to change their mind just because you're whining about it stop whining just embrace it it's fine as you watch a guy roll across the field who tripped over the 50 <laughs> <laughs> stop whining get up and play yeah neymar jr stop whining have you seen all those memes oh, this it's week? so yes. fun even i saw it one of those. so fun yeah it's awesome he he's such a talented such player a baby. but he is, he is whining to be fair, he gets fouled more than any other player in the World Cup just because he is who he is. And, I mean, he's tricky. He's got good footwork. So he does get 
bow, but you don't have to roll over 20 times when you get like you've been shot. Did you ever hear that story about um, when Pele kept getting fouled and every time they got, every time someone got close to him, they were blowing the whistle and he had to tell the referees to stop and let him play because he was getting sick of it? Mm-hmm. I want more, more guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, Neymar and Pele are not even in the same league. It's, no, obviously not, but soccer needs to go back to men yeah. instead of crybabies. Here's the, this is the last soccer thing I'll, I'll mention on football for the people back home. But um, Neymar is going to struggle. You know, he's one of the most talented players to ever play the game, but he's never going to be discussed as the GOAT, right, in, in the same as Maradona's and the Pele's and the Messi's because of his reputation for being a whiner. It's going gonna, it's gonna to completely mar his entire and he can't career. keep a haircut <laughs> through one world cup does does that particularly perturb you that does yeah. <laughs> stick to one thing i like a guy i like someone who can be consistent yeah and he's clearly not consistent stick his style and stick with it exactly yeah unlike google <laughs> well yeah hey they've been called edward since 2000 i feel like that's uh yeah, but I mean, time. we're about to talk about Google My Business. It wasn't called that originally. It was Google Places. Well, it's been Google Local, Google yep. Places. Google yeah. Oh, local. Man, that yeah. was years ago. Yeah. It can't, it can't <laughs> be one. So Google is the uh, is the Neymar of the internet. I guess so. The, oh. the Neymar haircut of the internet. Right. Yeah. Specify. Yeah. Yeah. Just can't keep one one do going. All right. So do we want to kick off and talk about Google My Business? Sure thing. So the, what you can do right now to optimize your Google My Business listing, the first number two, yes, claim your business and verify. So claiming and verifying your Google My Business listing can certainly be advantageous to your property through local SEO by enhancing search presence, um, reaching new guests and building relationships or trust between guests and future guests. And your listing will also point back to your website and any social profiles that you have. Yeah, and this is important um, specifically because if you have other owners within your building, they could claim this if you don't get it first. And they could send people who would have landed on your website to a website they might have created. So like uh, someone who owns owns a unit within your building could claim your listing yeah. and, and send them right Or if you've right got a restaurant or something in right. your building, like same physical address, I've seen that, that happen too. So... Or, or just someone that's, you know, out to co- create problem. Could, a competitor. Yeah. So and it's really hard to get that back once you've lost it, correct? It's a pain. Yeah. It's a big What's pain. The, it's been a while since I've actually done it. What's the process now that when you claim it, is it still phone verification or postcard? Or? It's a postcard verification. Still? They have to mail something to the physical address. And then once it lands at the physical address, you'll have the code that you Do you still have the verify. option? You used to could do it by phone as well. Like is it? Not anymore. Okay. I'm pretty sure they took that away completely. Yeah. So postcard verification, it's a, it, it does, I mean, it's a simple process. You have to wait a while to obviously to get the verification and, and do it. But anyone that's listening to this show that has not already claimed it, you, you need to go claim it today. You're silly enough or not. Because we're going to get into the, some of the other opportunities once you have the Google My Business page. But just, I mean, look, just do any kind of search related to a destination now, any kind of geographic keyword the local listings of what is showing up. If you haven't even claimed it, let alone all the optimization we're going to talk about, you've got zero chance of showing up. You're just wasting, you know, wasting an opportunity. Leaving money on the table. 
Mm-hmm. And you can get that, uh, the directions link is helpful. Um, that can pull some people away from potentially clicking on your AdWord. Sorry, Google Ads mm-hmm. ad instead. Google Ads ad? Yeah, <laughs> instead of uh, clicking on the directions within your local profile. So you could could be saving yourself some money, some money by doing it as well. Yeah, we like saving money. We're frugal. If nothing else, we're frugal. All right, we're on to number two, 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 number two, 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 two. Make sure that your knowledge panel is displaying the correct information. So your knowledge panel on desktop will be to the right of your search results, and that's where all your information will be. On mobile, it'll be below your ads and above any other um, organic search results. And so, so this is like descriptions, opening hours, yep, you know. Exactly, and it's like the front door, what people like to say, the welcome sign to your business. Yeah. So keeping it look pretty and nice. Yeah, it, it's really must. annoying for me, like when I'm looking for a restaurant, whatever it is, a local business, and they don't have opening hours on there, or, or inac- you know, the opening hours are wrong. And I get holidays sometimes, that's weird, but just if I go on a, any random Tuesday, and it says they're open at, at 10 on Google, and they don't open till eleven. I'm so mad. Very so, mad. Yeah. You know, it's just laziness. You know, Google's gonna try. If you don't fill that out, Google's gonna try to figure it out, and they're probably not gonna be as accurate as you are. But also, once you have filled it out, remember to go back and modify it when it when things change as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's where you can also um, manage your services and amenities that you might offer. And you know, this info should match with your website and all your other resources that you're using. I mean. You, shouldn't be too far you shouldn't be off you should keep everything consistent yeah and you can you know get be be elaborate as much as you can this is a sales tool this is like you said this is a, a you know the front door of your business so you're trying to persuade people to choose you over the competition to book direct you know versus with an ota anytime you have a chance to put information in front of them you want to make sure that you you're writing compelling copy that you're thinking about it from the consumer's perspective like what what are they actually doing right now when they're seeing this what did they search for what can i tell them what information can i portray that's going to persuade them or or nudge them in a direction that's favorable to my business well i think they're going to expand this in the future as well i mean they they already have you can do the google hotel ad book a room there you can visit website directions phone number i anticipate things like check-in check-out type times something like that coming into these as well more faq style information yeah, which they have some of the FAQ stuff we'll get to in a sec. But yeah, the yeah, I agree. I mean, stay on top of it. It's worth looking at that every, you know, few months to see if they've added something new and just reviewing to make sure the content is up to date cuz you know what's worse than having no content? Having wrong wrong content. Wrong content. It's bad. Awful. Yeah. Don't do it. Humbug. All right. Three. Number 3333 I feel like the energy's low today, boys and girls. Is it like the holiday week? Is that what it is? I could get louder. It threw me off so bad. No, not necessarily the, the, the volume. The volume's okay. I can adjust that with my little knobs over here, but um, I don't know. We're all kind of slumped in our chairs, ready for the weekend. It has been a long week. It has, yeah. You know what's weird, too? Like, it feels like, even though, you know, often in the summer we go to every other week doing the podcast. Yeah. I feel like it's been forever since we recorded it one, even though it's only been like two weeks. It's been a long two weeks. Yeah. It's a lot going on. We've well, been so very busy. I bet our faithful fans are, are really sad. They haven't heard from us for a couple I know. Weeks. But we're back. Yeah. Three, Today. Three, 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 three. With three, number three. three. <laughs> there we go. Share's managing. Thank you. 
Number three, answer questions asked by searchers and your potential guests. So answering questions that um, searchers can leave on your Google my on your Google listing, it humanizes your business and gives you the opportunity to in interact with potential guests. So, so the one mistake I see a lot of people make is they don't set it up to notify them when a question is submitted, right? Which is easy to do. You can put in your email address and say, "Tell me every time I get a question." And we get copied on a lot of our clients. You know, we we have it sent to us and. I mean, we have clients that literally get a question like four, five, six a week, you know, that is constant coming in and, uh, you know, making sure you're not, not only um, receiving it, but responding to it. And we, we stress this about Facebook. We stress this about TripAdvisor. It is equally as important to be doing this on, on Google My Business as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the, the volume is it, it's getting a lot higher. The people using Google My Business... In, in all its forms, right? Whether it's on Maps, whether it's Google Hotel Ads, what, whatever, like you're seeing components of the local listing piece in, in a lot of elements throughout Google. So you you got to get this right. And the thing is with, with any kind of questions, you know, and like you said earlier, Phil, about FAQs, if one person's taking the time to, to go to Google and find the place to fill out that question, there's probably a hundred other people that had that same question. You know, and think about when you're shopping. I know when I go look at, you know, a product on Amazon that I'm not sure about, as important as the reviews now, I always look through the questions because a lot of times they're addressing something either that I had thought about and wanted to know the answer to or I hadn't even thought about and then it gives me more information than I had to help me make that purchase decision. So. And you're reducing the number of calls to the front desk with someone right. asking that question. Instead, they can just see the answer. Yeah. And, and you know, the... One of the biggest uh, the biggest things that blocks people from booking is doubt, you know. And doubt comes when you have questions. Anytime you can eliminate doubt through answering a question, whether that is on an FAQ page on your website, whether it's in these questions on Google Local, well, sorry, Google My Business, uh, then you should absolutely tackle it and leverage what you're learning from Google My Business into your FAQ page on your website. Right? This is a new data point that you can take in and improve what you're doing if people are if five people have asked a similar question on google my business it's obviously a question that your website's not answering so make sure that that now is front and center when people come to your website that leads us right into four 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 create your own custom FAQ list within your q a section so this is a great way to get ahead by answering the questions that you receive most from guests and pre-populating that question and answer section with those most frequently asked questions. It helps to see what, what people are asking about your business most because you can add to the FAQ section on your website based on the questions that you get from Google My Business. Absolutely. Yeah. And they should pretty much be a mirror of each other, right? The, the same FAQs apply to both and it's just another channel for people to, to reach them. And yeah, and anytime you can educate a potential guest and and, and do it in a way, like I said earlier, that can sell the product, you know, and, and shine a light on the positive aspects of the product. You, you're just you're gonna benefit a lot from that with the new guests. Exactly, and you should just always, even if you're not receiving those emails, when someone does ask a question or you're not getting those updates, you should just always be frequently checking your listing. Yeah. Just always, always, always be checking. Be checking. Always be checking. Ooh. 
I feel like you're treading. ABC. I feel like you're treading on <laughs> Melissa's toes a little bit there, Jess. It's okay. Don't burn her buttons. Sorry. She said she doesn't have any more buttons. I, I'm out of buttons She's to burn. burn She's all. burning her They're goat's long buttons gone. now. Why does your goat have buttons? Does it wear clothing? Apparently, when did I get a goat? No, oh, because things used to get your goat. Oh yeah. I, and now yeah. they get your goat's buttons. It's all right. Maybe my goat wears a tie too. I don't know. <laughs> it's a fancy goat. <laughs> it's a fancy goat. Is it a bow tie? It could be. I want it to be a bow tie. All right, it's a bow tie. Well, any important things. Yeah, if anyone wants to illustrate that and send it in, you know, we would love to see it. We would. Some <laughs> fan art of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. Goats with, bow with ties buttons and, and buttons. buttons. Yeah. So we're on number what five? So encourage guests to leave reviews on your Google My Business listing. <clears throat> so a fun little note from Bright Local. Sixty-eight percent of people left a review after a local business asked them to. Imagine that. Ask and you shall receive. Exactly. Wait, people people do what you ask them to do? Unless they're my ten year old son. Apparently sixty eight percent of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you can influence someone by by you know you should take that opportunity. It's the same, you know, the, one of the reasons Facebook has become so popular is it does a really good job of giving people clear instructions on what to do. You know, like, you know, people are given the opportunity, they're, they're going to do it. So, yeah, definitely. It doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt Never. to ask. Yeah, and it doesn't have to necessarily be with your mouth hole. It can be in your with your, in your emails, you know, in, in any kind of communication you have with them. Yeah. So definitely encourage people to ask. What what's the worst that's going to happen? They're not going to leave a review. Well, they probably wouldn't have done anyway. There's no there's not a person on this planet that is, is intending to leave a review, and they're like, oh, can you believe the audacity of them? They just asked me to leave a review. Now I am absolutely not going to leave a review. And if someone yeah. does leave a review, leave a a response. You know, usually a prompt response. Um, you know, it kind of shows that you place value in what your guests think and. You know, if it's a good review, obviously, you know, a thank you helps or exactly. yeah. if it's a negative review, you know, respond that you're, you're yep. fixing it or work. What are you doing? Yeah. What you're doing to fix it? Show that you care, show that you're aware of the issue, show that you're treating the root cause, not the symptom and, you know, be hospitable. I think that's the thing. Uh, Google reviews, if you look over the last 12 months have accelerated a ton. Like if you look at the volume. It used to pale in comparison to TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor was, you know, many, many times the number of reviews that, that Google was getting. But we've got clients now where they're getting more reviews on Google than they are on TripAdvisor now. Wow. So don't don't look at this anymore as a secondary pl- marketplace for reviews. This is, the you know, right up there with TripAdvisor, and you should treat it as such. And, that, you know, we're not sure of all the voodoo that goes on with Google completely, but we, we are pretty certain that the re- velocity of reviews at a minimum, if not the quality of reviews, has some kind of impact on your visibility on search engines, right? Whether that's just on the local side or organic as well, th- there's a lot of debate about that. But the more v- reviews you get on Google, it's, it's going to benefit your business either way. So you definitely want to not take a one-size-fits-all approach and push everyone that you're asking reviews for TripAdvisor, I would say that Google, if it's not already as important as TripAdvisor, I think it's going to be in the next year or two. So you should definitely pay it the attention it deserves. Number six. 
So adding high quality photos and video to your listing can only be a benefit to you and your business. So giving potential guests an inside look at your property and showcasing what makes your property unique. Yeah, and Google does the, they'll send people around to do the internal 360 videos and, and photos as well. You've seen that? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, you can get the lobby and the rooms. and Yeah. I don't think that costs anything. I think you can reach out to Google and get that for free in certain markets. So there's, there's definitely an opportunity. But yeah, I mean, the, I think one of the major points here is you're selecting the photos that are going to be shown rather than Google trying to find the photo and it might not be something that's as appealing as you'd like. Yeah. And use a variety of photos here. You know, don't just slap up one of the exterior, you know, show, show lifestyle photos, show room photos, show amenity photos, show, you know, different things are going to appeal to different and really, really be conscious, you know, curate a good number of photos that tell the story of your property. And anytime you can show happy guests, you know, leverage that guest experience, I think it's going to be a benefit. Now, can you, and I, I've never tried this, can you upload photos with, with verbiage on them? to Google my business. Like I'm wondering if you could do like little testimonial kind of stuff, like show happy guests with, like take Flip2, for example, take the photo and the story from Flip2, put it in a static image and, and publish it to Google my business. We I should, don't know if that's allowed. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check that out. We should experiment with it. Yeah, we should look into that. And it, I mean, it, it couldn't hurt to experiment with an exterior versus an interior photo, see if you're getting more from, from that listing. Absolutely. This is also a good way too. I mean, to optimize for Google Images SEO. I mean, making sure that you're not just throwing an image on there and not, you know, naming the image properly and putting a good alt tag onto it. And you don't want to stuff keyword stuff your images and go crazy. But I mean, you know, just something simple or something that'd be easy to search for. And descriptive and, and yeah, you know, factual. And then people, you know, with visual impairment that are using screen readers can benefit they can understand the, the image if they can't see it as well so. and if you have something on property that is a differentiator between you and your competitors make sure you have photos of that going if you have a water park or something something along those lines make sure you have photos of that shown yeah and if, if you're a small property put up photos of your staff you know if, if you know that the front desk person is always going to be you know the same person greeting all your guests because you're you're a mom and pop or it's you put up photos of you with your name and title and you know, that that's something that's going to give people a sense of familiarity when they come to the property and make them feel comfortable as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that people like photos. I don't know about you guys if you'd heard that or not. And then Once or twice. A picture speaks a thousand words. Mm, I think it was like, was it 999? Something, 984 words. Uh, and then a video. My sources like are 984 wrong. pictures. I forget what it was. We'd have to go back and listen to every episode, which I'm not doing anytime soon. <laughs> Especially not this one. Just kidding. It's great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Cheers yeah. to your boring yeah, episode. Here we go. Well, this is dry. This is like this. Re this one reminds me of you know when we did the ADA one. It's like it's Ada. pretty. It's yeah. Sorry, the ADA one. It's, hey, we flip roles. Yeah. Um, the Jeepar one. I'm just trying to spice um, it up a little bit yeah. over here. It's tough, right? Because this is like factual, you know, dry kind of content. So it's hard to make it. But it's actionable. So pay attention. It people. is actionable. This is maybe not not the most entertaining episode, but it's definitely one of the most important um, in terms of how you can improve your business and your marketing for your business. For right free. And At no cost. Well, they have to listen to us. Oh, all right. There's a small yeah. cost. Yeah. <laughs> 
number seven. Seven, 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 seven. So messaging directly with guests or potential guests. So you can now text with searchers through SMS or me or a messaging app to directly answer questions that you're receiving from searchers or guests. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I have not played around with that, but that, that's pretty cool. Anytime you can find new ways to communicate with guests, you know. The other, the other thing that's sort of related to this, although it's not two-way, is, is the posts, which I don't think we touched on in this list, right? No. Um, so just just posting kind of updates within almost like micro blogs or just it's, it's almost like Google um, Google Plus used to be like just posting little For the four people that did that right um, but but the challenge is and we got called out on this because we were talking about it a couple few episodes ago when um, Google Post was was rolled out and uh, it's not available to hotels if you're in the hotel business category right now you can't use it but we you know we've got a lot of clients that are either inns or bed and breakfast or lodges that can use it and, and in a lot of you know, restaurants other businesses can use the Google posts but if you're in the business category of hotel right now it's not something you can take advantage of it's get it together Google curse you Google. It makes you wonder why right why there's someone made that conscious decision like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense well is it is it that they don't want to give too much free exposure to a category that's they're making a ton of money mm. on Google Ads from Possibly. To try to you know push Google hotel ads more and the Google ad ads more. If I had to guess, that's probably the case. Because if you got to see one of these posts with like a big special on it or right. something like exactly. that, no one's yeah. going over to Google hotel ad to click on that, right. and Google wouldn't get the cost per click. Exactly. Instead, they're giving a free post away that features a special yeah. direct booking. Yeah, that'd be real nice. Yeah, so Google's kind of being evil on this one, but you could argue that with any business, right? Anyone could put out a flyer of you know special offers or discounts yeah. or whatever, but whatever reason Google's being mean to the hotel industry we didn't should they didn't they stop doing that don't be evil thing yeah they're now officially evil. yeah they're evil <laughs> yeah. okay <laughs> all right just we're on the same page yeah. be evil I think they just they just removed the, the don't. don't yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it would be nice if uh, we, the hotel industry was treated the same as all the other industries I wonder if we could start a campaign I'm not even gonna throw out a hashtag hoteliers against Google yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So that brings us to number eight. This isn't Google. No, it's not. Well, it's false advertising. Did we just flip the table on this one, man? This is crazy. It was all a joke. Claim your Bing places for business also. So you can now import, or I believe there's a way that you can import your Google My Business listing. Yeah, so Bing all the listing. data that you've uploaded to Google you can now import into Bing without having to duplicate it, which saves time and energy, and then you're consistent. And the first seven smart. things we just talked about are important on Bing, too. So yeah. just there you go. take yeah. those and tran transfer those right over to Bing. Yeah. Bing, Bing's smart, right? Because they, I don't think they have a whole lot of R&D infrastructure because they just wait until, some, until Google does something, and then they're like, it's a good idea. Let's just do that. I mean, you look at throughout history, that's pretty much what they've done. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Let's see, let's see how long it takes them to switch their uh, yeah. Bing ads interface to look like the new Google interface. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to want to strangle everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of one thing where, other than a random photo in the homepage of the search engine, is there anything Bing did to innovate that Google copied? Like, I mm. really am scratching my head trying to think of any. No, not no. that I can think of. Yeah. 
That yeah. random silence right there, someone definitely thought they just got a phone call because it happens <laughs> to me all the time while I'm listening to podcasts in my car. Wait, wait, it just went quiet? Yeah, it just goes quiet for about a half second. You're like, oh, someone must be calling me. That was the, that was the <laughs> si- silence of us thinking. Yeah, I, see, I, when I ru- listen to podcasts, I, um, usually I'm running. Like I do a lot when I'm exercising. And I use run. Don't key. pretend like you exercise. I do. I, I run so I can eat and drink. Uh, but I use RunKeeper, and every two, three minutes or whatever, it comes on and says my pace and how far I've gone. And, and, and there's always a pause right before. So it's kind of like when the phone call comes in. So yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, man, that's two minutes or three minutes already, but it's just a pause in the podcast. It's not really pausing to stop so it can tell me how my status is. 100% unrelated to podcasts, but I just got a pair of shorts the other day that it feels like every time I move, even the slightest bit, it feels like my phone's vibrating in my pocket. It's been driving me nuts. I'm about to throw these shorts away. That's weird. (laughs) You have vibrating shorts. It feels like it. It is not okay. And I'm about to get rid of these things. Get it together, Greg Norman. Was that that listed in the features when you purchased the Greg Norman shorts? Vibrating shorts? No. No, just false phone rings. Never mind. Sorry, it's that worst. was my plan for the day. <laughs> that's a re- that's a real um, like phenomenon, like this phantom phone vibration thing. Like a lot of people have this, where if they keep their phone in their pockets a lot, they just sporadically throughout the day feel like there's a vibration. No, that happens to me, but this is on another level. I promise you, it's like every few seconds. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> that is really okay. weird. So you learn about Phil Shores and Google in this episode. You're oh, welcome. Yes. Mm. so that was number eight so that that was really good list but there's more there is more we're the givers if we're nothing else we're givers you are the billy mays of google my business (laughs) isn't Isn't he dead dead? yeah Yeah. jeez guys you just called jeremy dead that's how boring this episode is. (laughs) (laughs) wow all right jeremy's not i'm I'm not doing any more i'm kidding buddy so these, so there are some things that you should avoid when it comes to optimizing your Google by my Google my business listing. So always, so following Google's guidelines, so you don't get penalized. Um, some things are multiple listings for the same location. And I've seen people try to game the system, like try to get two listings. Like, oh, I got like the the res- the registration desk, and then this building and this building and it's one address and they'll start putting like a and b on it like creating addresses it always backfires because google ends up trying to figure out which one and you end up getting something weird indexed as the main entity don't try to gain google just don't do it if you're one always a bad idea one business you're one business um another uh, another thing to avoid is keyword stuffing on your listing and using the wrong address just basically just making sure that you have the correct address yeah sometimes people have like a street that they've named like if you're the uh, the jeremy resort or whatever and you oh this is jeremy drive but don't do that use use the official (laughs) official proper address that google knows and the post office knows and the gps services that everyone uses on their phone they can just click directions to that is the worst when people haven't Put their proper address into all the navigation softwares. It's so it's annoying. So annoying. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's one of the biggest ones on this. So things to avoid is so this is the proper address. This is a little anecdote about that. So when um, my son turned, I want to say it's probably about seven years ago now. So he was probably five or six. His birthday. 
he wanted to go to one of those jumpy places, you know, where they got the big inflatable slides and, mm. and stuff inside. Because that was a craze back then. There was like five of them opened in, in Model Beach in like a 12-month period. So this is one we hadn't been to before. Someone told me kind of where it was, but I didn't know. So we used GPS to get there. We, we used Waze. And um, so I plug in the address and we go there. And it's just, it's weird. Like, I, I, it didn't feel like, so where people had told me it was, didn't feel like we were going in that direction, but I didn't really know the area, so we just followed it. So ended up literally in the middle of a residential neighborhood at someone's house. That was the address that they put on their Google. That's it, we weird. actually used the Google. Um, it wasn't Waze. It was um, Google Directions because or Google Maps because it was what was on their Google local at the time um, profile. So ended up getting there and then like being, well, that's not, that's a problem. So I ended up calling the place and asking them for directions. Heaven forbid you actually have to talk to someone. So then we drove to the place, which was like three miles away from where the address is. So the, so I talked to the the person behind the front desk when we got there checking in. It's like, and he was the owner. I was like, so explain to him what, what happened. He said, yeah, a bunch of people that's happened. I'm not sure why they keep ending up in my house. So I start like asking him questions. So did you go to Google? Did you register your business? And he's like, yeah, and you know, I did this. I'm like, what address did you put in? He's like, yeah, I put my home address in because that's where I run my business from. I'm like, dude. So think about how many people he probably didn't get come to his business because he'd used his home address. That's very silly. Mm -hmm. They're out of business now, believe it or not. Can you believe it? Shocking. This is why Jeremy's seven or well, eight points are so important. Yeah. Exactly. And what not to do. But I have one other thing to avoid. I'm, I'm adding bonus material here Ooh. out of the kindness of my heart. Wow. So in addition to ABT, always be testing. There's another ABT, which is always be tracking. And some people will put tracking on their Google My Business link to their website, which is great because then you can see literally how much traffic that local Google My Business listing is getting you but they may track it incorrectly in terms of how it shows up in google analytics where it's no longer showing up under natural search and you still want that to show up as natural search because it still is natural search so please be careful with that make sure that the source is still google that the uh, medium is organic and then you can change the campaign to be google my business or whatever you want to call it but Source should be Google, and Medium should be organic. Please. That's your and analytic you. tip of the day. That's please my analytic tips you. of the day. You know, I, I could see. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think that's how it probably should be done. I could see some businesses that want to dis- distinguish between. I mean, you can still run reports at the, the campaign level. Exactly. Right? Um, so you'd still be able to see that versus normal. Yeah, so you can slice quote. and dice. I just, I, I don't know. It. I, I think it gets tricky when you bundle it. You know, some people make that mistake of bundling all is the same thing. Like your your true organic listing and your my business listing yeah. is the same thing because how they show up is different. Right? Sure, the, the factors that contribute to them showing up can be different. You know, the some of the same. The foldness. But, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing I don't think we touched on in this episode, which I think is important. You know, if you look historically over the last two, three, four, five years, as as Google. My business has become Google My Business. It's become more prominent on the SERPs, right? It wasn't nearly as prominent five years ago as it is now. We had more true organic listings above right. this. Um, now you don't have any. You know, it's often three or four ads, then this, 
than the organic listing. So, you know, I think where people say SEO is dead, da, 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 it's not as important as it was, it's still important. But I think this is an, an extra factor and, a, and another reason why you need to pay attention to what we talked about today because this this is more important than it was last year. It's going to be more important next year than it was this year. I mean, it's just a because huge sweet. piece of SEO. I mean, search engine optimization. This is the main search result page when someone searches for your business. Right. They're going and, to see this. Yeah, and not just searching for your, your, your actual brand, but searching for the destination, right? And, and a lot of it's it's infiltrated all searches you know that are geographic related not just i'm searching for jeremy resort but now i'm searching for resorts in Myrtle beach it's that's what's showing up is the local pack so above anything else other than the paid ads so yeah pay attention pay attention to it hey melissa hey Stuart. i think i think didn't we just get a letter we got mail what does anyone want to do blue spoos or, or are we just not even going to bother? I'm not blue spoozing you. You're not blue spoozing me. That sounds weird. <laughs> can I just say, you've got mail. You can. You did. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. There you go. That's even older than blue spoos. So had to. I just had to do it. I want to sing the song, but no one will join in with me. My, my voice is bad, so. We got an email from Sherry Woodhouse that says the following. Hey, guys. I did nothing fun for my 4th of July holiday. I came across your podcast and was sucked into listening to 12 episodes. Yes, 12 episodes. That was absolutely crazy. Now I have all kinds of notes of things I need to do. Smiley face. All joking aside, thanks so much for putting on a great podcast. They are long, but they are so informative that it is tough to say that they should be shorter. In one of the episodes, you asked that question, hence my comment. We have an eight-bedroom vacation rental in Jamaica that we are struggling to market in a sea where all inclusives dominate. Although your focus is on hotel marketing, I have got some really actionable items that I'm going to work on immediately. Thanks for doing this. What a nice, nice Isn't that letter nice? we got. Yeah, thanks really for the nice. shout out, Sherry. We love hearing stuff like that. And I, I emailed her back and um, just had a couple of correspondents telling her thank you. And she said that they they have to do something that's really cool where they have a tree house that, oh. that they rent out. And so if you're like doing an engagement, you know, a secret surprise engagement or it's a wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And so they'll serve you dinner with a butler in this tree house. How at the cool property. is that? Isn't that really nice. neat? So, and she, she, I'd sent back an email saying, um, you know, one of the episodes they should look listen to was the uh, How to Market on a Shoestring Budget, which I felt like would be out yeah. And they said, yeah, really like that episode, but also the one about the unique amenities was something that they benefited yeah. from a lot. So um, the, the, if you're tuning in for the first time, you're a small property, like Sherry's property is, those are two episodes that you should go check out through the archives. But I would just say this, put this in perspective, right? So, well, first of all, I'm going to call, call them out. T- did nothing fun except for listen that i mean that's fun right they listen to us but so our episodes typically run around an hour if you listen to 12 episodes even let's assume they're doing it on two speed right just okay probably not six hours of your day listening to add nonsense <laughs> sound like chipmunks if you're on double speed <laughs> yeah it takes a special kind of person i know it's crazy we appreciate that you have hours. yeah thank you for listening We'd love for you to leave a review, but thank you uh, for your kind words via email. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do it. They just emailed info at fueltravel.com, which anyone can do. And 
If you have questions for the show you'd like us to tackle, or ideas for topics you'd like us to tackle, or just you want to criticize this episode for being boring, whatever, <laughs> just email us, info at fueltravel.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Fuel Travel as well. I think we're just beating Jeremy up. It's not that bad. This no, it's a actually good a really good one. This is actionable. If you guys want to defend Jeremy, send, send us in a note. Yes. He needs to defend me. Yeah. Everyone. Jeremy's, fun fact for those listening, Jeremy is the quietest in, person, quietest team member we have in the office. He very, very rarely <laughs> says a word. That's my fun fact. That's, that's a fun <laughs> fact. That's the fun um, fact. But we found out yesterday that when he's not talking, he's crying inside, is what he told us. So yep. He must, must be very okay. sad. We broke his soul. Yeah. As we did. No, that's been happening for a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys have, uh, you've been drinking a lot of beer during this episode, which might make you need to go to the bathroom. Just saying. So I've got a question <laughs> for you. This is a really <laughs> weird segue. It might be. Okay. So if you're rushing to get into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you're finished when you're coming out of the bathroom. What are you when you're in the bathroom? What? You're European. <laughs> <laughs> in light of World Cup, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I knew the answer. I didn't want to spoil your joke. <laughs> you, the, uh, <laughs> really? Yes. We, we, we lowered ourselves to level P jokes. Apparently. Hey, okay. what are you talking about? It's Lower. multicultural. I think we jokes. raised ourselves up to pee jokes. I'm European all the time. Yeah, that was a cultural joke. It was. Very apt. Hey, timely. do you guys know that um, the difference between Britain and England? This isn't a joke. This is a genuine question. Britain encompasses more countries than just yeah. England. Yeah. In, in United Kingdom, do you know the difference between Britain and United that Kingdom? That I do not. I thought those were wait, the same. Wait, 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 wait. What, explain. Go from the top again. Okay. <laughs> All right, so so this came up earlier today. I was on the this week in hospitality digital marketing show with, and Lauren said something about Britain doing well in the World Cup, and I was like, "Whoa, no, England's in the World Cup, Britain's not." So, the whole collective islands is called, and there's about six thousand physical islands are called uh, the British Isles, and that that is made up of Great Britain, which is the big island like, that looks kind of like a dude. You know what I'm talking about? The not one with Big Ben on it. <laughs> yes, the one and Parliament. Was. Yes, that's called Great Britain. Is that that island, right? And then you got the the physical island called Ireland, right? Which has two countries in it, which has Northern Ireland and uh, the Republic of Ireland. And then Great Britain, which is the big island, is made up of Scotland at the top, England, which is the main part, and then Wales, kind of on the left. Okay, so each each one of those are independent countries. They're called constituent con- constituent countries to, in, in this case, Great Britain. And then there's also the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So when you take Great Britain, the main island, and the Northern Ireland piece together, that's the United Kingdom. How wow. do you compete in the Olympics? Amazing. So typically, they compete as Great Britain in the, in the Olympics, not as the United Kingdom. So Northern Ireland would have its own team in the Olympics. In the World Cup in soccer, the the teams c- compete as individual countries. So England, Scotland, Wales. <coughs> although Scotland and Wales are never in the World Cup. It sounds like if Texas or California wanted to just be like, nah, we're going to the Olympics as Texas yeah. this year. So so all all English people are British, but not all British people are English. Okay. Is that is that, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so but the, you all talk funny. So I bring this up for a couple of reasons. One one because um, someone said Britain in the World Cup yesterday. But two, even my wife, who who knows the differences, 
we were on the beach on on the fourth, and I was being obnoxious wearing my England shirt because that's that's what I do. Um, but one of a guy I know who's Welsh was on the beach, hundred yards or so down. So I went to talk to him, and my wife was asking about um, him liking was he was he excited about the World Cup with England doing so well? I'm like, you're crazy. Welsh people do not like the English. There's no way he would be pulling for England in the World Cup. So I asked him, I was like, what did you think about the game yesterday? He's like, I was not, I was neutral. I did not want England to win, but I, you know, didn't really care until at the end of the game, Colombia started getting a bit chippy and acting like a bunch of whinies. And um, so then he said he started pulling for England. But yeah, just so you know, not all, not all British people are English. Not all English people, not all, all English are British. Not all British are English, and the Welsh hate the English. So there's your, there's your geography lesson for the day. Thanks. I had it totally backwards. Yeah. There's a Venn di- there's a Venn diagram of it that I can I can send you if you want. Why don't we just paint it on the wall? Yeah, we could. Yeah. So you learned something today about Google, my business, and geography, and Europeans. And, Europeans. and Phil's pants. And yeah. shorts. Shorts. Yeah. Phil like short shorts. Don't judge me. That's that's what I heard. So Jeremy, thanks for putting this episode together. If they want to find you on the interwebs, ranting about sports on Twitter. Could they could they do it, or are you not going to give that out yet? They could do it. Do you advise against it? But I'm going to go ahead and give my jeremyrezook.tumblr.com because I can't remember my handle. <laughs> 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 All right. Go check out his photos. Have you, have you updated it recently? I haven't looked. Um, I don't think so. I feel like I need yeah. to tweet something because I never tweet anything, and I get about my handle here every week. It's going to be there. Hey, Melissa, can they find you? You tweet a lot. I tweet sometimes hey but you you've used twi- twitter for the medium that it was intended you use it to communicate with people yes which is great like I, there's a, several that. times that you've had an issue with analytics or with yes. a company and you've reached out to them directly and yes the magic, and sometimes they even respond the magic of the internets yeah so i'm on twitter at m-a-cavanagh m-a-k-a-v-a-n-a-g-h and philip i'm not even gonna bother this time just find me at fueltravel.com <laughs> Just email us, info at your travel. Yeah, I'll get it. You can find me at Stuart Butler on Twitter. Uh, you can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. That, that's probably the best if you want to reach any of us is just the at Fuel, Fuel Travel, travel. handle because it's monitored regularly. Um, or, again, if you're not on Twitter and you want to just send us a question, tell us hey, tell us thanks, tell us to shut up, tell us you need shorter episodes, whatever it is, you can do so at info at fueltravel.com. And if you wanted to find out about our services and products, like our wonderful booking engine, our mobile app, our agency services, website development, all that fun stuff that we do, info at fueltravel.com would be the best place for that as well. So, until next time, go England. You have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. Google My Business. Google my business, Google my business, Google my business. I know you're excited about it.